before I went into the Navy, I very much, I very much did lack confidence. I was self-conscious. I didn't know how I fit into the world. I didn't know what my purpose was. I hadn't had a lot of real life experiences to understand just how to navigate life. And so in joining the Navy and meeting people from all over, people from all different backgrounds and being put in situations that are physically, emotionally, mentally challenging, you're really put in the position where, hey, you're either going to grow here or you're going to shrivel up. And so it's it's kind of a do or die situation. I'll have what she's having. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Tony, you know who I am. And this week, the She Talks Confidence storyteller extraordinaire is Caroline Kojum. Caroline, how are you? Great. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for being here. You told me like, what, three minutes ago how to pronounce your name and I, then I forgot. In like the span <laughs> you did of it perfectly. Three <laughs> minutes, right? So the reason I have Caroline on today is because of a couple of different things. First of all, she is a successful social media strategist. She has a company called Mom Brain Social. She's got an MBA, three years in real estate property management, 10 years in the Navy and the tech industry. And she is professionally trained, battle-tested on building digital marketing strategy and operations. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. When we first started talking a couple of weeks ago, something intrigued me about your story. You had mentioned that you were in the Navy, you were in the armed services, and I thought, you know, there's a lot that goes on when you before you go in and when you come out and all that kind of stuff, and especially from a woman's point of view, because it's not really new that women are in the armed services. I personally haven't heard a bunch of stories about women going in and what their experience is and then coming out, and especially when it comes down to confidence and self-esteem and finding yourself and grounding yourself and who you are and moving forward and then creating a life afterwards. Maybe you could share with us what happened when you went into the Navy and then how you used those tools and things that you've learned to progress throughout your life afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Prior to going into the Navy, I was a classic post-college 20-something, not quite sure what I was going to do with my life. I had thoughts that, oh, you know, I'll, I'll go get a job and everything will fall into place. And it didn't. I worked a couple years in a dead-end uh, job in real estate. I didn't have the 2.5 kids and the white picket fence and like things, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like what you think of, like you graduate college and then everything gets figured out. Uh -huh. And I just didn't really know what to do with myself or my time. And my dad kind of mentioned it half jokingly. Why don't you join the Navy? And I was like, well, it'd be nice to have like fitness, you know, like required fitness. <laughs> it'd be nice to have a uniform and know what to wear every day. So I was like, sure, why not? I don't have anything else. Um, that, that was the, that was the extent of your, of your decision-making process. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to have to go on a boat. Like, Right. Yeah. I was literally, I was Cadet Kelly. I was like, we'll see what happens here. All right. So yeah, it, it ended up being fabulous. I met incredible people. I traveled all over. I learned so much about myself that I didn't know going in. Like before I went into the Navy, I very much, I very much did lack confidence. I was self-conscious. I didn't know how I fit into the world. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't, I hadn't had a lot of real life experiences to understand just how to navigate life. And so in joining the Navy and meeting people from all over, 
people from all different backgrounds and being put in situations that are physically, emotionally, mentally challenging, you're really put in the position where, hey, you're either going to grow here or you're going to shrivel up. And so it's, it's kind of a do or die situation. Did that first hit you right right as you first started? When did you have that, oh my God, what did I do moment? Yeah, I would say definitely it was during the initial training where you're like, oh wow, okay. Somebody's just yelling at me and I'm standing here sweating, <laughs> uncomfortable. I mean, it is a heavily masculine dominated environment. And so you're automatically kind of a little bit, you stand out. And so you very quickly learn for better or worse, the ways that you want to blend in. And so it, that's evident in a lot of the things that the military does. So like, you know, why all the men have the same haircut? Why women, at least until recently, always had to either have their hair pulled back or their hair cut quite short. Lots of rules on like fingernails and other sort of physical appearances. It's to create that uniformed image. And so being a woman, knowing that you already stand out, you have to a lot of times be almost twice as good because eyes are just going to be on you. Do you think it's harder for women? I mean, j- j- going into that, th- it's in the systemic aspect of it, it's it's just misogynistic. It is what it is. It's the armed forces, right? So, and I know they've done a lot of improvement. There's been, it, it's a lot different now than it used to be. How long ago were you in? About? I got out about four years ago. About four years. Okay. So relatively recent. Mm-hmm. Did you find as though you had to make a bunch of compromises or was it one of those things where you went in and you just said, all right, I kind of know how this is going and I'm just going to have to roll with it. And and in doing so, was it contradictory or did it did it contradict any of your ideals or morals at, as your identity as a woman in that circumstance? Yeah, that's a great question. That's something that I was really worried about going in. And I did not find that I ever once had to compromise any of my sort of ideals or ever had situations in which my moral compass was tested. I would say, if anything, it really sharpened my appreciation for morals. They have their honor, courage, commitment. They're like operating ethos that I didn't have any of that. I was raised loosely Christian, loose golden rule. I didn't have like a very clear set of pillars or guides from which to follow. And the Navy very much taught me that. Our honor, courage, and commitment kind of sum up how to be a good person and how to make your decisions. And so having a very clear lens through which to operate in situations, I appreciated it. And in my experience, which I know that I'm just one of many experiences and people of all genders and sexual identities have had various good, bad, and in-between experiences, Mine was very positive. I found that I did not have to compromise myself, and I I really appreciated that. That's such great news because you tend to hear the horror stories that come out, and but it's it, you know the the adage of the of the military has always been to create structure, and right? that the whole thing is based on structure. And the one thing that I would be concerned about if my daughter went into the armed services would be that the structure wouldn't be consistent with who she is or wouldn't allow her to take those things and then to create her own ideals and to create her own principles based on the structure that's being created around her in that system. In your circumstance, when you went in, you were sort of lost, if I'm hearing it kind of correctly, Mm -hmm. or just didn't know, right? Because 
And true confidence, and we've talked about this before, it, it is really the basis in the understanding of just who you are and being cool with it and being okay with it and not having to validate your identity through anything outside. But that's the best part about your story. Can you describe maybe the top one, two, three things that you learned when you were in that you could take out afterwards? Yeah, definitely. So I think that piece around the structure is critical because I think that is what it gave me. And I think a lot of times when people hear that, they think of like, you know, some wayward youth needing structure. And it's like, (laughs) no, like college educated women can also need structure and also need frameworks in which to live their lives. So Mm. some of the biggest takeaways that I learned were first and foremost, and I say this almost every day in my day job is take care of your people and your people will take care of you. That was really critical in the Navy. Because I mean, you have these young sailors that you're responsible for, and you can either work them to the bone, or you can treat them like the human beings that they are. You can do it either way. But the quality product, the life skills that you have the opportunity to teach them, and that's a massive responsibility to put on any person, let alone the young men and women that are doing this. And so yeah, take care of your people and your people take care of you is what first and foremost always comes to mind for me. The second piece would definitely be around trust, but verify. (laughs) So, you know, when somebody says they've done something, yes, I I trust that you did, but let's go double check it. And so that trust, but verify piece, and that can apply to pretty much any area of your life. You have a contractor at your house, you have one of your kids, even your parents say they're going to go take care of something for you. So that trust, but verify piece is massive. Not that you don't trust them. It's just, you need to make sure otherwise you're not properly setting the expectation. And then the third thing that I learned was that people are battling all sorts of things that you will never know about, that you may never, never suspect. And that was the case so many times you'd have somebody coming in and the environment in, in, I can, you know, I can speak for the Navy and I'm sure it's true for all the services, but the environment you're in is unlike any other workplace environment. I mean, you are dealing with people's intimate lives. You are living together. Um, When you're working in an office, you're not living together, but in the Navy, you're living in the same space. And so you learn a lot about people. We'd have young sailors whose entire paychecks were going to their parents because they had drug or alcohol problems. We had young sailors that had young children, or in some cases, not so young children when they were still children themselves. You can think you know people all day long, but you never know what people have going on in the background. You know, people going through divorce, people going through child loss, all sorts of, of things that you may never know in a traditional workplace environment. That was knowing that sort of stuff was much more common in the Navy. And so now being in the civilian workforce is something that I always try and take into my interactions with people. You know, oh, somebody seems a little bit off. Somebody's being kind of a jerk. Like I automatically think like, what's going on? Something's going on there. And, mm-hmm. and giving them that extra grace. What a huge gift, that gift of empathy, of understanding that everybody is going through their own battles about, Walt Whitman always said, be curious, not judgmental. And that comes from, and, the, and, I, and I, I only see people operating in that space. These are the people that have really worked on their level of introspection and their grounding and have a solid foundation, which is true confidence. So taking those three insanely powerful and effective tools that you learn through the armed services, 
how do they now manifest in your life moving forward as a mom, as a business owner, as a wife? And then when you do find time, because we all go up and down, right? We all have our downtimes. We all find ourselves, you know, getting kicked when we're down in the mud already and thinking, oh man, it's going to take a lot to get up. How do you hearken back into those things or do you use anything or any techniques or any program interrupts in, in order to reground yourself in the now, now currently in your life that you have set up right now? Yeah, I would say it comes up, it, it comes in waves. If I were to answer, honestly, you know, sometimes it's, it's easy to forget. There are many days that I'm like, oh my gosh, I was in the Navy. That's so weird. Like I lived on a ship <laughs> for three years. You know, it, it's really easy to get so entrenched in your current experience that you almost forget these massive pieces of your lives. Mm -hmm. And so the way that it oftentimes comes into play with me in my life is in the conversations that I'll have with people around whether it be process improvement, career development, like when you're really able to have like vulnerable, self-aware conversations is when I find a lot of those sort of lessons that are floating around in the back of your head, like they have the opportunity to come to the surface. And that'll be the times in which I'm able to pull on the experiences I've had that I'm able to kind of let go of the armor of everyday life. The like, got to get the kids to school, got to get the kids to soccer practice, you know, got to mm -hmm. make dinner. That's when you're able to get out of the very tactical and think much more high level is when I'm able to really pull from those experiences and those lessons just incredible foundational skills that you have, you know, being in the, in the Navy and the armed services and being out now and dealing with men uh, and I'm not, and this is not a, a, a turn to the men bashing thing at all, but I'm saying it, you know, we're different. We are, we are different. So you guys see things differently. We see things differently. How do you use those skills now when you deal with, when you come up against men in a situation to where they're maybe not as grounded and you and you're in your now social media environment or you're in your real estate because I've been in real estate I've had these two businesses going on I've been in it for 37 8 years I know how it is and guys can be you know guys so in that aspect what do you do when you come up against that cuz you came up I'm assuming against that a lot in the armed services and learned how to navigate and was empowered enough to see the big picture in this high level, as you said, critical thinking, high level thinking. How do you do now? I would say I always think of the Michelle Obama quote where she was asked, how do you exist and excel in rooms filled with such smart and powerful men? And her response was, well, you learn pretty quickly that they're not that smart. And it's not, again, not, not to say men bashing or anything like that. Like th that could be no, just right. as easily used about women. But remembering that people in positions of authority and power are not necessarily there because they are the smartest, they are the most qualified, they are any better, better in, in quotes, than you or I could be to be in that position. You know, a series of circumstances have led them to be in the position they're in. And I saw that throughout my career in the Navy of men, women included, in powerful positions who were there because of one to a million different circumstances. And you see it now in the civilian side. And it's really helpful to have it not be 
It's not a critique of me. It's not that they're any smarter or better than me. They're just in a different circumstance than me. And that's really helped me walk into conversations or positions, especially in the workplace where I don't feel like I'm this little, I'm like a cowering to someone because they're a VP or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. like, hello, here's what I have to offer. And we can have a conversation and I'd love to learn from your experience as opposed to there being like a very strong difference in, there's usually, you know, the difference in power, but not a difference in, in people. Cause really people are people when it comes to it at the end of the day. And when you do come against the, or across that and somebody's trying to overpower you, because it does happen, you know, just the way from a hierarchy standpoint, and they try to push or they try to over, you know, influence, how do you disarm or how do you, what, what's your mindset in that? And then how do you get out of it? Sure. That's when I really just pick my battles. You know, is it, is it a hill worth dying on or isn't it? Is it, you know, more often than not for me, it comes down to circling back to those core values piece. Is it something that I'm being forced to make a decision that's out of alignment with my values? Then more often than not, it's a hill I'm going to die on. But if it's not, if it's just, okay, you want to do X and I want to do Y, that's fine. You know, you, you're the one signing the paycheck, I'll do it. If it just comes down to something strategic that we have a difference on. But if, it's, if it forces me out of alignment with my values, that's an entirely different conversation. Which is a perfect approach to take that. For the record, you are the, the second in a row podcast that quoted that exact quote, the Michelle Obama quote. That's a powerful quote. That should be yeah. on, I mean, seriously, every woman so should have true. that quote somewhere. Yeah. No, so, every, every woman girl needs to hear that quote. Speaking of which, let's talk about being a mom for a second. What you've learned, how you apply that today in your business how are you teaching your daughter or what are you teaching your daughter? How are you implementing those things into your parental strategies? So I would say I have some loose parenting philosophies. I always thought it's, it's the classic, like you're the perfect parent before you have kids situation. You know, my kids will only, you know, my kids will always eat their vegetables and no screen time and they'll always go to bed. They'll never sleep in my bed. So true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if only I could be as good of a parent as I was before I had kids. But for me, it really comes down to I follow some gentle parenting philosophies that are very much how can you focus on the emotions of the child, validating the emotions of the child? How can I figure out what elements of our conflict are actually me? It's very easy to get big and get loud and, and dominate. Yeah, I can dominate a four-year-old. I'm, you know, a 36 right. year old woman and I'm, I'm in the position of power. So how can I figure out what are my emotions and my triggers that little Caroline is having a problem as opposed to my child being the problem. And so I really try and operate from a, okay, what's going on here? How can I assess the situation? How can I check myself and make sure that I'm not escalating the situation? Cause I love, there's a an idea that an escalated adult cannot de-escalate an escalated child. And <laughs> it makes so much sense, right? Like if a, a parent is all spun up and their kid's all spun up, like they're mm-hmm. just, it's just fire on fire. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I try and take a thoughtful approach. When I'm well-rested and well-fed, I'm able to take a thoughtful approach to raising my kids and trying to have, again, kind of like these foundational ideas. If you want to wear pajamas to school, that's fine but you have to wear clothes to school. I'm not going to mandate that you wear, you know, these perfectly color coordinated outfits and and such like whatever, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But my rules try to be very broad and they allow 
room for interpretation. But where I am firm is on those fundamental pieces. Like you need to be safe. You need to be kind. Like as long as we're operating in those two worlds, like we're usually good. And so for me, it's really, it's safe and kind are the two pillars that I try and bring into raising my kids and make decisions based on those. Do you see parallels to the Navy and to being a parent? You know, I hadn't until we were kind of talking about this. And I realized that, yeah, kind of like those two, those pillars there, they're very similar to kind of like an art, honor, courage, commitment, like focusing on what the fundamental ethos that you have is trying to operate in alignment with that. It's very much based around structure and strategy. And both are your tactical day-to-day life with kids is very much about executing. But ultimately, you do want this bigger picture strategy and framework so that you know that you're moving in the right direction. And so, yeah, I think there's definitely, there are, there are a, lot of, a lot of parallels. That's the first thing that came up on my mind, like top of mind when you were talking. I thought, I thought man, that's kind of the same. In terms of just the structure, it's it's about structure. It's about mm-hmm. clear boundaries. It's about yep. teamwork. Yep. It's all about that. And it's just and it's about having each other's back. It's about trusting and verifying. It's about having that level of empathy on both sides and the understanding that, you know, the other person, although we live in the same world, we don't live in the same world because everybody lives in their own world in their head. So if totally. your best friend came up to you and she was having a crisis of confidence, what would be the one tool, technique, piece of advice, nugget of information that you would share with her? I would say my biggest piece of advice is to not be afraid to ask for help. So whether that be ask for guidance, ask for a favor, ask for a job referral, ask for whatever that may be, don't be afraid to ask because if you don't ask, you don't get And so if you're having a crisis of confidence, you're not sure what to do, talk to other people, reach out, make those connections and, and ask for support because the best opportunities are not going to come from like within your own head, especially if you're starting to go into some sort of downward spiral, reach out, connect with other people and ask for help. (laughs) Caroline Kojum. Thank you so very much. Mom Brain Social. If anybody would like to get a hold of you to make your magic happen with their social media stuff or real estate. Absolutely. If you're a mom feeling overwhelmed and stressed out about social media for your business, definitely look me up on at Mom Brain Social on Instagram. I would love to chat with how I can help get you unoverwhelmed. I do social media strategy and support for moms, especially in real estate. Beautiful. Thanks, Caroline. I really appreciate it. Great show. Huge nuggets of wonderful information that anybody can use. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. And for everybody else, I will be here as usual next week. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, whatever, you know how to get a hold of me. It's Tony at javabud.com. I hope things are good and I will talk to you next week. Bye. 